I want, I want, I want, me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Harry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 42 of Thoughts from the Harry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about the real ID debacle. So today I want to talk about something that's going on in my home state of Kentucky, but it has ramifications for the rest of the country as well. Last week, the Kentucky legislature passed a bill that will put the state on the path to complying with a national ID scheme known as Real ID. Now, you may not be familiar with Real ID at this point, but it was a pretty big deal about 10 years ago. Congress passed the act way back in 2005, and President George W. Bush signed it into law. It basically co-ops the states into creating a national ID system. The law sets standards for driver's licenses and requires all of the states to link their systems together into one giant database. And, oh, by the way, the states get to pay for the whole thing. As are most intrusive things the federal government comes up with, the Real ID Act was sold as a necessary provision to protect us from terrorism. You know, everything's about terrorism today. So. You're probably wondering, why in the world am I talking about something that passed way back in 2005? Well, the states rebelled, and many of them simply refused to implement all of the mandates in the legislation. Under the law, every state was supposed to be in compliance with Real ID by 2009. It didn't happen. So the Fed started issuing waivers and pushing back deadlines, and at the beginning of this year, 28 states including Kentucky, still were not fully in compliance with Real ID. 28 states. This was really one of the original nullification issues. The states basically told the feds to take a long hike off a short plank. Some state legislatures actually passed bills prohibiting the implementation of Real ID. So why was there so much resistance to this act? Well, it's one of those government programs that Pretty much everybody can find a reason to hate, no matter where they might fall along the political spectrum. There are basically three issues with the Real ID Act. First off, it's unconstitutional. Second, it creates huge privacy concerns. And third, it costs a crapload of money to implement. Now, let me start with the privacy issues. The system would basically make it possible for the government to track your every move. Here's what the ACLU has to say about this national ID system. 
Real ID would become a key infrastructure for and dramatically accelerate the surveillance society that is already being constructed in the United States. Once put in place, it would be used more and more for the routine tracking, monitoring, and regulation of individuals' movements and activities. It would be exploited by the private sector, and it would expose individuals to greater risk of identity theft and other security risks. Its centralized database would inevitably, over time, become the repository for more and more data on individuals and would be drawn on for an ever wider set of purposes. So when Real ID was first passed, people on both the left and the right went ballistic about the specter of a national ID card. I mean, it brings to mind the idea of, show me your papers. Now, this drove all kinds of opposition at the time. Then you add in the cost. Real ID is the classic unfunded mandate. Everybody hates unfunded mandates, right? It's when the feds say, states, you will do this and you will pay for it. Now, the funny thing with Real ID is that so many states said, eh, no, we won't. It just goes to show the power of state action, or in this case, inaction. Here we are more than a decade later and still no national ID system. The feds can't get what they want without state cooperation. So why in the world would they give it to them? But resistance is starting to crumble, and I have to be honest, I don't really understand why. Real ID non-compliant licenses cannot be used as ID to get into federal buildings or on a military basis. But really, nobody cares about that. I mean, when was the last time you went in a federal building? The real threat the feds hang over our heads is that they won't be accepted at the airport. But here's the thing. There is no way on God's green earth that the feds are ever going to tell people in 28 states, oh, sorry, you can't fly. The political backlash would be a nightmare. It's a political situation that even the feds aren't going to be willing to endure. So this is just an idle threat. They will push it to the brink and then do what they've done time and time again, extend the deadline and issue some more waivers. Now, at the beginning of this year, five states were out of compliance and didn't have a current waiver. So the feds were running around saying people in those five states weren't going to be able to fly with their current IDs as early as this year. The federal strategy was pretty clear. Crack down on those five states and intimidate the others into falling in line. By limiting its initial action to just a few states, the feds probably figured they could keep the public outcry down to a dull roar and shift the blame onto those five state governments, say, oh, look what Missouri did. But the feds didn't even carry through with that threat. They just issued another exemption. So if the states just stick together, they could play the silly game of chicken until the end of time. But the states are starting to fold. Like I said, the Kentucky legislature passed a bill to get in compliance last week. And Governor, tell the feds to pound sand, Bevan has indicated he will likely sign it. The Missouri legislature is considering the same, and they were one of the first states to originally pass a law prohibiting real ID implementation. Idaho caved earlier this year. Another state that strongly resisted real ID initially. I just don't get it. It's not like the privacy issue suddenly went away. With all we've learned from Edward Snowden, that should be an even bigger concern. And believe me, it ain't gotten any cheaper. But you know, you can set all of that aside as far as I'm concerned. There is an even bigger issue. Real ID is an unconstitutional federal overreach. There is zero, zilch, nada 
authority for the federal government to create and maintain a national ID system. It should be resisted on that principle alone. James Madison wrote that in the case of a deliberate, palpable, and dangerous exercise of other powers not granted by the Constitution, the states who are parties thereto have the right and are in duty bound to interpose for the arresting the progress of evil. State officers have a duty to resist unconstitutional federal actions. They swear an oath to do so. When state legislators and executives swear to protect and defend the Constitution, they make a solemn promise to do everything within their power to maintain the integrity of the American constitutional system. That includes resisting federal usurpations of state power. These state lawmakers pushing to implement Real ID are doing the exact opposite of protect and defend. Instead, they are choosing to become complicit in shredding the Constitution. John Dickinson was known as the penman of the revolution, and he helped draft the Constitution. He had some very harsh words for those complicit in allowing federal overreach. He wrote, the preservation of a free government requires not merely that the meets and bounds which separate each department of power be invariably maintained, but more especially that neither of them be suffered to overleap the great barrier which defends the rights of the people. The rulers who are guilty of such an encroachment exceed the commission from which they derive their authority and are tyrants. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. I appreciate you tuning in. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. If you enjoyed the show, please do me a favor and spread the word. Make sure you head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast for free over there. And send any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10 Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.